0: giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase clutch athletics at newbalance.com.
1: Hello boys. This is the pick six podcast. This is Sunday night. Super friends That handsome devil. Will uh, Will Brunson, that other handsome devil who's recovered from the uh, Joe Burrow done for the year. Injury is our guy, Sean Breach. I'm, of course, Ryan Wilson. This is Sunday Night Super Friends Week 11 NFL Recap 2023 Edition. So here's the plan in case you're new here. going to hit our top 10 takeaways from Week 11. The big upsets, the convincing wins, the suspect quarterback play. Hello, Kitty Pickett. The playoff picture continue to come into focus. We'll talk about all of it first. Remember, give us a thumbs up if you're watching us on the old YouTube, that NFL on CBS. And, of course, subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss a show. All right, boys, let's get to it. First things first, where are we going? We are going to Detroit. So, Brinson, back in week two, the old Lions no-showed at home against the Seahawks after that big week one win over the Chiefs. Then in week six, they beat the Bucs and followed it up by getting shellacked by the Ravens. Then last week, they dropped 41 on the Chargers, and it certainly looked like they were going to lose to Justin Fields and the Bears, only to pull it out down the stretch. Thanks to the Bears, Bears ended up. All right, Brinson, tell me, they're now eight and two. They're half game back of the Eagles, the NFC, and have a
0: case as one of the top blank teams in the league. One. Top one. It. They have a case as a top one team in the league. Um, are we talking the NFC or just the or the or the entire NFC? Dealers' choice. Well, the best team in the AFC is the, the Chiefs. And they beat the Chiefs in week one. The Eagles are. Of course the best team <clears throat> excuse me in the NFC but the Eagles have a much more difficult schedule. They get the Chiefs on Monday night away, then they have the Bills at home and the 49ers at home, whereas the Lions get the Packers on Thanksgiving in Detroit, then they go at New Orleans and at Chicago. Like the Lions could easily be 11 and 2 when that three game stretch is over and it wouldn't be shocking if the Eagles went 1 and 2 in those games. No shade to the Eagles whatsoever. Those are just difficult games. By the way, NFL teams entering week 11 down 10 plus points in the final five minutes of regulation. We're 0-84 this year. Lions, the first team to pull out that win. Uh, The the Bears kicked a, Kyra Sanchez kicked a field goal to go up, um, what, 26-14 with four minutes and 15 seconds left. And then Jared Goff, who had been absolute dookie the entire day. Threw three picks, looked way off. It looked like, and RJ White had mentioned this on the picture, like it looked like the Lions might have been looking ahead, breach to the Packers on Thanksgiving, thinking, all right, we got the bear. I mean, it's hard to overlook a division opponent when Justin Fields is coming back, but the Lions just weren't like, um, they weren't like crisp like they usually are. They weren't, they weren't, um, they were making a ton of mistakes. Golf, you know, a little unlucky in terms of the picks, but just wasn't playing very well. And credit to Chicago for coming out strong, but. Man, Detroit turned it on late. Goff hit Jameson Williams for a 34-yard touchdown, I think, maybe 32-yard touchdown, and then set up that final uh, score for David Montgomery. And Actually, they scored it on a, on a safety a little while later. But in general, they look great down the stretch after a really sluggish start. And I think it's interesting that to win that way after you're involved in a shootout with the Chargers. And we've seen them beat down some teams, too. Like, the Lions, to me, can win in a ton of different ways. They're very complete across the board. And I think they have a case... I picked him to win the Super Bowl at midseason. And I think they have a case to be um, called one of the three or four best teams in the league and maybe even the best team in the league when everything's cooking for them. Well, I do think that the, really
2: the only takeaway you want to take from this, if you're a Lions fan, I think, is that you've got that kind of confidence-boosting win knowing you can still win a game despite facing a ton of adversity. Uh, this was the Lions' first win since 2013 in a game where they had four turnovers. So they had not won a game in 10 years uh, when they turned the ball over four times. And so that's kind of what happens when, when crap hits the fan. What does your team do? They fold up, uh, or do they come out and pull off a 12-point win despite trailing in the final five minutes? And, you know, Brinson, you saying that that felt like the Lions were maybe overlooking the Bears and, and kind of staring at that Thanksgiving game. To me, it was just Jared Goff. It wasn't anyone else. It was literally like Jared yeah. Goff accidentally was playing a video game Saturday night, and, oh, it's 6 a.m. I didn't even sleep. What do I do now? <laughs> you know, he just he just looked like he was kind of sleepwalking through that first half. I have not seen him play a game where – like these interceptions, sometimes they get tipped or some unluckiness involved. It was just like Jared passing bad out throws. Christmas presents to Bears defenders. These were, yeah, legitimately bad throws, and I think that would have been a concern until – fourth quarter he's like oh whoa we're about to lose to the bears i can't let that happen and then what we saw is that, that the jared goff we've seen all season i mean he threw for uh what 236 yards in this game 120 of that came in the fourth quarter so more than half of his passing yards came in the fourth quarter in the fact they won despite those three interceptions i think says a lot about the lions so that was my takeaways they can win despite adversity uh and I think I agree with you, Britt, They might be the best team in the NFC, or at least
0: best shot at the number one seed. So you see the best 10-game starts in the Super Bowl era, uh, 2014, 2011, 1993, 1969, 7-3. In 1962, Ryan Wilson, they started 8-2. and two. When Wilson was 11. <laughs> Does it, can anyone name who their defensive coordinator was in 1962 for the Detroit Lions? I know Pete Briscoe. Did you read the, you read the re- research packet? <laughs> yes. Is it Pete Prisco? It's Don Shula. Oh, good old Don Shula. Don Shula, right before he got hired by Baltimore in his first head coaching job, they would go on to Miami, obviously, and win Super Bowls there. But pretty fast, like, that's how long it's been since <laughs> the Lions were 8-2. and two. Don Shula hadn't been a head coach yet.
2: If only Detroit would have promoted him to head coach, maybe they would have, uh, you know, he would have gotten 320 of his wins with them.
0: I, I will say that, like, I mean, I was, I read about the Lions uh, a little bit in my, whatever my Sunday piece is. I don't think they call it sorting the Sunday pile now, but I don't want to really care either way. Um, yeah. But just whatever. <laughs> they turned, I forgot to turn it in on time, too. Um, I, I had a very, very sick, I had a very snotty child all weekend. Um, but the, I, I, I was like thinking, I was like, am I obsessed with the Lions? I think I'm obsessed with the Lions. Yes. Like they, They're my favorite team. In, they're my favorite team in sports right now. You're wearing like, blue, Brinson. You're wearing, like, Lions blue. Get out of here. Yeah, I wish I should just change this to, like, I might buy some Lions swag. I mean, like, Jared Goff, you know, like, I'm a huge Matthew Stafford fan, obviously. And Wait, so, like, what? When, <laughs> so when Stafford left, the Lions, <laughs> and it was like, Goff came in, I was like, meh. Um, but, man, I got to tell you, I might buy a Jared, I might buy, go to homage.com and buy a, a Jared Goff, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown uh, NFL Jam t-shirt, too. That's That's Here's- what I'm going to do.
1: Here's what I'm hearing, Breach. Uh, Lions fans, you know where to direct your ire when this season goes off a cliff and you don't win another football game, even though you have a... They only face two teams, as we sit here, with winning records. One is uh, the Minnesota Vikings, 16, and then in 17, they face the Cowboys. So well, every other team yeah. is 500 or below.
0: Yeah, I mean, if the like the Lions... Should, so the Lions are, home, again, home against Green Bay, at New Orleans, at Chicago, versus Denver. Denver looks pretty good right now. The, at Vikings... At Dallas versus the Vikings, I mean, I think they go two and one worst case over the next three, and then like two and two would be a disastrous close to that to that run too. Knowing that like Josh Jobs is 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 the quarterback. Jobs has been fun as hell, but I mean, he's still you know not Kirk Cousins, and so even then like total worst case, you go four and three down the stretch, and you still finish, but to twelve, I mean, what uh, twelve and five which is a great season for a lot of NFL teams and a really good season for Detroit. I think I think there is a really, really strong chance that the Detroit Lions end up as the number one seed in the NFC.
1: I was going to ask you, Breach, put, put the odds that the Lions, knowing their schedule and the Eagles have a pretty tough schedule down the stretch, where are the odds, the Breach odds, that the Lions are, in fact, the number one seed?
2: Uh, beep, bop, boop, bop. All right. I have Detroit. I, I think – I agree with Brent. I know they're a game behind, but I feel like uh, based on the schedules that I would give the Lions the nod as the favorite to end up with the number one overall seed. I mean, th- with the Eagles play, is just – got the Chiefs, the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Bills, the Cowboys. I mean, that's brutal. That is absolutely brutal. Uh, the Lions could literally – Be in a tie for first by Monday night, by the end of that game, if the Chiefs win. And then you look at the schedule, as Brinson's already mentioned multiple times, it just favors the Lions. So, uh, yeah, 54, 46%.
0: So, um, thank you. One of the cool things about the upshot at the New York Times and their playoff predictor is that you can actually select number one overall seed. Like, what are the chances the Lions get the number one overall seed? And currently, 16%. If the Eagles lose to the Chiefs, it jumps to 20% if the lions win their next three games it's all the way up to like 40% it still like seems a little too low frankly for like just how good like like I, I guess i'm confused why it's it's so low but obviously if the you know if the 49ers beat the eagles and then i mean it, you know, it's it basically becomes a coin flip if the 49ers go 1 and 2 and the eagles go the, the bill i mean the Lions go 3 and over the next three games. I think it's
1: a coin flip because, and we'll move on after this, because they didn't show up against Seattle in Week 2 after winning that Casey game. They didn't show up at all. They didn't get off the bus in Baltimore. And part of that's Lamar. We get that. And then they almost lost this game if Justin Fields.
0: Well, they took that Seattle game to overtime, yeah. But, I mean, for sure, there's definitely been three, like, there's definitely been, those two losses are definitely red flag games to lose against Seattle at home and, and in that fashion. The, the Baltimore's had beat down.
1: So, yeah, I get it, but it was a nice win nonetheless. All right. Way to go, Detroit. Blame Brinson when things go sideways. We've already laid that out for you. Talking to teams going sideways, let's go to Cleveland, where the Cleveland Browns started Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and they started them because P.J. Walker is an interception machine. He is a yellow ball that has yet to meet a turnover-worthy play he does not love. So you get DTR out there, had a horrible outing against the Ravens earlier this season, but Kevin Stefanski's like, you know what? You're playing the Steelers. That team does not trust Kenny Pickett to do anything other than to hand the ball off, and he couldn't even do that competently. And this was basically the Spider-Man meme breach. Uh, two great defenses with two horrible offenses that just uh, were basically playing in the middle of the football field until that final drive where DTR was allowed to throw the ball down the field, got in a field goal position. Your guy, Dustin, Dustin Hopkins, for the second week in a row, got a game-winning field goal. And as we sit here... Cleveland Browns are 7-3, and the same record as the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars, as you might say, a breach. Where are you on this Cleveland Browns team that appears to be clutch? Uh, The Browns have one of the best defenses,
2: not just in the AFC, but in the past years. I mean, their defense is so good, it doesn't matter who their quarterback is. And when I say that, uh, this team has had three different starting quarterbacks win a game for them this year. That is just nutso. I mean, obviously, we had DTR today, we had Deshaun Watson, TJ Walker. Uh, So, when your defense is so good that it doesn't matter who you put at starting quarterback, that really says a lot. I don't know how good I would feel going into the playoffs uh, with a quarterback who lacks experience, Uh, but your defense can certainly carry you through the regular season, and the Browns have that. The one thing I will say, though, Wilson, is that how did you feel seeing Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, outplay your boy, Kenny Pickett?
1: I felt like I knew this was coming, and I'll just I'll continue to, to beat this drum, and this is how bad things have gotten. This is not Matt Canada's fault. This is a Kenny Pickett problem. They do not Ow. trust Kenny Pickett. If you watch Kenny Pickett last week in last week's game, they trust him to throw the ball in the flat. They trust him to throw back shoulders to George Pickens, which Breach and Brinson could do if you were playing in an offense that you just showed up in. They do not trust him. Now, the problem is going to be that they're going to be stubborn and continue to play him for two more years, and you just have to live with it. But Matt Canada, he should be doing the uh Hugh who who is the former Browns and Bengals uh offensive coordinator that, that just and coach coached the Raiders. What Hugh, what's his name? Hugh Jackson? Yeah, <laughs> you should go to the Hugh Jackson tour where you just blame everybody but yourself when you get fired. Because Matt Canada has a case to be made for look, man, Kenny Pickett is not an NFL quarterback.
0: And that's the reality. But to breach, by the way, he- Canada is actually a notorious Hugh Jackson like a uh, back channel, like get the word out about his house not being his fault, type of guy.
1: Well, in this case, he's he's justified in saying so. But, uh, Brits, I'll ask you. I think Breach sort of touched on it, and, and B. to called certain teams on their way to the playoffs in the way teams. The Browns still like in the way team, but because Deshaun Watson has not worked out. But I think this is still a feel good story for Kevin Stefanski, and I don't. It might even obscure some Browns fans from the whole point about paying two hundred fifty million dollars for a quarterback who doesn't play.
0: Pretty wild uh, graphic up here, by the way. Uh, Brown's best 10 game starts since they came back to the NFL, back to Cleveland in 1999. Five times they've gone six and four or better. Seven and three this year, of course. Seven and three in 2020, and they lost in the divisional round. That was the year they beat. Uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers and, and the, the bloated corpse of Ben Roethlisberger with Baker Mayfield, uh, six and four in 2014, they missed the playoffs. Six and four. That was the that was a year. That was when um, Alex Mack broke his leg. Brian Hoyer and like that, that team was dominating. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Uh, fun fact: Kevin O'Connell, current Vikings coach, was on that staff in 2014. And now Mike Petton, that head coach, is a assistant head coach on the Vikings who played on Sunday night. 20, 2007 was Brady Quinn. Was a uh, Brady Quinn was on that team. Derek what Anderson started, I believe. They missed the playoffs, started six and four 20, 2001, six and Got four and missed the playoffs. So I don't know that I would pencil the Browns in to definitely make the playoffs. I mean, this, like, the AFC I is would. so. Yeah, who's, who would? who's, who's, gonna, yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> who's
1: going to overtake and,
2: As the person who I think is viewed as the most anti Cleveland person on the podcast, I am the Browns are 100% making the, the playoffs.
0: It's, well, I mean, it's probably, it's probably, it's like 89% according to the upshot. So
2: according to breach odds, it's a hundred percent upshots wrong. Why don't you cite wins over Wilson or breach brains pot. over Brenton or right. breach spot
0: One of the three. I just think the issue is that you have a couple of teams back there. Like, I mean, I know Buffalo is not good. We don't like the Bills. Okay. Even
1: Buffalo. Who's the, cause the, the Steelers are dropping out. Who's the other team that's going to take the Brown spot?
0: Well, they, well okay. Uh, Browns are going to win 12 games. Look at their schedule. Brenton. The Browns do have
3: More Oh, like they're, oh a man, record. they're
0: at Denver this week. That is win. a big game. Yeah, the Broncos are going to score three points. Right, the Browns are the Browns are at Denver at the Rams. Win versus the Jaguars. What? That's not easy. So win.
2: Far. That's that's a that's a Florida team in Cleveland in December. That's a guaranteed win.
0: <laughs> First, this, you know Trevor Lawrence has still never seen snow. Uh, versus the versus the Bears. Win at the Texans versus Won't the Jets and at the and at the Win. Bengals, beating the Bengals. So that's six and one. There you go, thirteen wins. I think they go one and two over the next three, and awesome then close play. by going two and two. So let's say that happens, and that means that's three and four. Ten and seven is a hundred percent in.
1: I think they're winning more than ten games as Breach's point. That's
2: just my that's my take on it. But I, I think ten and seven gets them in. Even if okay. you do think they go ten
1: and seven, the Steelers aren't winning ten games. The Colts, the Broncos, are they each winning five more games this season?
0: If if the, if the Browns beat the Broncos next week in De- in Denver, then they are one hundred percent getting in.
1: Ooh. All right, one more Brent win. Has, Brenton has jinxed another team, so two down. I
0: think I, I think the thing that sucks is that like. It, it, you know, we're like, it's the, the lions are this feel good story and they're, you feel like th- there really is like an incredible ceiling for them. And then you go to Cleveland and it's like, man, this defense is so good. And the running game still functions, but they lost to Sean Watson, Nick Chubb, and they're starting left tackle and starting right tackle. Yeah. And yeah. yeah I mean like, yeah, Jedrick uh, or no. Yeah. Jedrick Wills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like th- this team could be, we, I mean, we could have a Lions-Browns Super Bowl, which would. Well, in to breach would...
1: point, they're still going to win 12 games. I mean, they're not out of it; they're they're competing. Fair. And the, the fair. biggest issue isn't the injuries to those other players. Nick Chubb actually is pretty big, but the quarterback play has been subpar and not PJ Walker and or DTR. The other the Deshaun who has not played well, and maybe last week was a glimpse, but then he got hurt and he's done for the year. So,
2: uh but let's not forget, you know what the Browns did? They made the biggest move in the NFL on Sunday. They signed. January Joe to their that practice did. squad. He's going to carry the team when they get to January. That is Joe Flacco, uh, for those of you who just, don't know his just, name, just for what it word. Been used in ten years
0: At Broncos, at Rams, Jaguars. I don't think those are, like, I think they could go 0-3. I think they could go 3-0, and 1-2, 2-1. and Any of those things are possible with the, the way that this Browns team plays. If they were to lose all three games, the playoff uh, percentages would drop to 53%, according to the upshot. Whereas, with a win over the Broncos this week, It would be 96% playoff percentage. Those are called breach odds. All right. Way to go. Cleveland, Pittsburgh there.
1: You put a fork in them. They are done. It's only a matter of time. Now, the only thing left to figure out, even though the Steelers are still in the playoff hunt, technically, the only thing to figure out is when George Pickens goes crazy and throws Kenny Pickett through a Gatorade cooler because uh, it's coming. And he is, not happy. Deontay Johnson isn't happy body language wise. Maybe they'll say the right things, but it's hard to watch. It is. It is some truly terrible football. Uh, but as someone told what me earlier, today, Harris
2: complaining. After the game? Who? Harris. What did he say? What right. say? He, he was cussing. He's yeah, tired right. of this SH. He's
0: tired of this poop. Well, His maybe poop-poop? maybe he's referring. Maybe he's referring to tired of being benched for Jalen Warren, who's clearly a better running back.
1: That was uncalled for. He's he's trying hard. All right. We're on oh, to Cleveland. You don't. Hard. You live in Cincinnati. You don't live in Cleveland, Breach. Now we're though. We're going to Houston. C.J. Stroud, it turns out, is in fact human. Had two interceptions coming into this week. Only two. One came last week. Uh, he has put up some gaudy numbers as a rookie. He's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But he threw three interceptions against the upstart Cardinals. I think it's fair to say the Cardinals are sticking with Kyler Murray based on eight quarters of his comeback Mm -hmm. from ACL. He looks pretty good. And uh, quickly, uh, this isn't about the Cardinals, but I just want to say they currently have the number two pick. You are taking phone calls or you are sprinting and taking Marvin Harrison jr. Because Steph Diggs, Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, Kirby cousins, AJ Brown, Jalen hurts. You see a trend there. You get your guy a wide receiver and maybe you have something cooking, but this is about the Houston Texans.
0: Brinson, CJ Wait, would you? Would up. you? Would you? Don't you think? Don't you still think Drake May would be the second overall pick, and you would trade out of the spot, or would you take? Marvin That's
1: what I said. either take phone calls or you take Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah,
0: but I wouldn't trade too far down because let's just say there might be a defense that might make Drake May look a little bad this Saturday night at eight o'clock in the Carter.
1: It happened anyway. last Saturday in Clemson. Um, mm-hmm. CJ Stroud.
0: He he's never played good against bad defense.
1: Three interceptions in this game, and they still found a way to win. I would imagine, trying to read your mind, you're not worried about C.J. Stroud, but what does it say about a Texas team that can win when their quarterback isn't playing uh, like a future Hall of Famer?
0: Devin Singletary, back-to-back 100-yard rushing games for the first time in his career. Tank Dell Del is awesome. You know how tall Tank Dell is? Uh, he's listed as 5'10 on the Texans' website, but he was 5'8 at the Combine. So he's
1: a shade under
0: 5'8 of the combine. He is 5'7 yes. and 165. Right. Who's taller? Me or Tank Dell? Uh,
1: are,
0: are you taller than Tank Dell? No. No, Preach no, I'm probably taller than Tank Dale. But he plays like he's 6'4. He's awesome. Producer Harry is as tall as Tank Dell. I guess I have no clue how tall Harry is. I, I assumed we Harry was like... You.
1: He's almost five. Years. I know, but
0: I, I, like, like, we, we've never seen Harry in person because he started working in week two. For all we know, just,
1: Harry is just an upper body. He could be max headroom. Like, we haven't seen him. He's only him. a
0: torso. <laughs> I'm guessing Harry doesn't get that reference. Uh, Nico Collins, tall. seven targets, uh, 65 yards as well in this game. A nice performance. Dalton Schultz called a touchdown. I am not worried about CJ Stroud. I think the one thing to be concerned with... And the Texans are six and four. They're currently tracking like a playoff team as well. I think the Here, one. Let me, thing let, me
1: be- let me interrupt you quickly because uh, breach is the breach bot for trial for trillion Texans playoff team breach. What are the uh, breach odds on that? Breach odds are eighty-one percent.
0: Okay, go 60, ahead. Sixty-three percent at the upshot.
2: By the way. Upshot is way down playing that. Yeah, yeah dog more dog like
0: downshot. Go um, ahead. Bruce. Has, yeah, has upshot
2: even watched the Texans game <laughs> this year?
0: Well, the Texans have the uh, Jaguars. And the Broncos and okay. the Jets. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, coming up. I was. at the oh,
2: coming up. What's that? I thought
0: I was. I thought you were going to say like the
2: Eagles, Chiefs, and Bills. <laughs> you came with the Jags, Broncos, and Jets. <laughs> well,
0: well, well, okay. We'll get to that. I mean, we, I guess we'll get to the Jaguars. I mean, they looked awesome against the Titans, and That's this is what they That's were. True. They were three and. But anyway. I don't want to jump to the Jaguars, but, like, the Jaguars were 3-7 and seven in Week 10 last year and then went on a heater. So I I would not rule out the Jaguars. Um, if the Texans were to lose to the Jaguars and Broncos, their uh, playoff odds dropped to 27%. I mean, me they, ask, like, they're, they're sort of... Walk, I mean, I'm just saying, like, every team is at this time of the year. But the Texans were a team that we didn't... We thought could be frisky in the AFC South. And now, like... I mean, credit like I thought Kyler Murray... And they win those two games 91%, by the way. I, I just think that the... The Texans defense under D'Amico Ryan's just night and day from what we've seen in years past. And this game started out as a like a shootout. That I think it was i do not how many points were scored in the second half here. I think uh, uh oh, Dalen. Six, six overall. Seven points. Seven points scored in the, in the entire second half. This is twenty one ten at halftime. And the Texans basically held Texans didn't score in the second half, which is concerning, but they held uh them to just one Kyler Murray uh touchdown and actually six points in the second half. So I think the Texas defense can step up, and they have a bunch of varied weapons. I'm a little worried about C.J. Stroud hitting a rookie wall, the proverbial rookie wall that Bryce Young ran into in week one. Um, And, you know, I I just sort of, like, that's maybe my only concern, but he still played well despite the three interceptions.
1: I think he's played well. Breach, I want to ask you a question about this Texas team.
0: Do you at all see any
1: upstart Bengals Joe Burrow coming into his prime in this team? With C.J. Stroud? Yeah. The way the Texas are playing this year sort of. Oh I mean,
2: yeah. 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 Just that they were so bad and all of a sudden they turned everything around. This is a yeah. team that could be really good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the defense, if the, it, as Brinson just said with the defense is that was a big reason why they were bad last year and they've turned it around so much this year that they are winning these games That CJ Stroud can throw three interceptions. They can still win because of the defense. They can score zero points in the second half and still win because of the defense. And, Uh, As the guy who was forced to sit through all four quarters of Bengals Texans last week, this wasn't the first CJ Stroud meltdown game. He turned the ball over three times last week, which means he now has six turnovers in two games. Maybe this is the rookie wall. I mean, this—that's what I—that's where I was going. He's hit the rookie wall, but they won both games, so it's not going to hurt them as much as uh, it it could have if they had lost both these games. So I think you just have your coaching staff kind of sit CJ down. Maybe CJ was reading his own press clippings this week, like, "Oh, CJ Stroud's awesome, and he can make any throw." And he went out there just—you know—turned into a full gunslinger. And now the Texans are saying, "Hey, man, you do what you do early in the season. We don't need you to be a full gunslinger. We're winning games." We don't need you to throw three interceptions. So, yeah, I think the Texans... The Texans feel like a lock to make the playoffs, but rookie quarterback who has a little bit of a gunslinger mentality, that's not a great recipe for the postseason, but I, I do think they'll end up in the playoffs. I don't even what, think he's if, much if, a
1: gunslinger. I, I think he's actually... those Some of the interceptions, you, you obviously don't want to throw. One of them was similar to the one he threw last week when the Bengals deepened their own end towards the end of that game that the Bengals should have won, Breach. But I, I think... And I, I I want to stand up for for CJ because uh, we talked to Will Anderson last week on the on the podcast and uh, he made a case. I asked him what were his three favorite plays from from CJ's season so far, and he spent five minutes talking about how CJ has been such an amazing person and leader. And you sort of get that when you hear him talk post game. Um, also, he didn't know was that like, was that
0: like a promotion interview? Or was, I saw that. That was that was cool. But, um, yeah,
1: he was doing something for Big Brother Big Sister. Um,
0: oh, how great is that? My God!
1: <laughs> but he didn't. Fun fact: He didn't know CJ's full name, so I had to give him that. He was like, "Oh, Ooh. that's a that's a strong." Was name. he impressed? colors Bernard cool. Stroud the fourth. But I, I well, think I get some of the rookie wall conversation. But of all the rookie walls to run into, I think the CJ one is pretty padded, and you feel pretty good about it because of everything around them. And as Brenton mentioned, the defense is playing so well.
0: Well, and, and you could see it too. Like, and, and the and the broadcast was highlighting it. Like this Texans offensive line can run block pretty well, and like pass block pretty well. They have the weapons in place where it's not you know you don't have a You know, you don't have your Stephon Diggs. You don't have your Devontae Adams. There's no, like, true, like, alpha, alpha receiver. But the combo of, like, Nico and Tank and then Dalton Schultz is enough to actually function. And Bobby Slowick's a great play caller. So, I think the Texans make the playoffs. It's just these two games are going to be critical. Like, if all of a sudden you lose these two games and you're 6-6, and and, like, like, if you lose to the Jaguars and you lose to the Broncos, there's no shade in that. They're in that same category as the Texans. You lose to both of those – then you know it, it becomes very tenuous. Um, given that he threw three interceptions and his uh, MVP odds were twenty to one, I believe. Actually, they went at eighteen to one. What do you think they're at right now? I mean, if we're doing on the Josh Allen scale,
1: it should be two to one because yeah. the more interceptions that guy throws, the lower his odds are. So he I don't know. If at Fifteen to much. one. Yeah, that sounds.
0: Right, well, they didn't. They didn't budge. Eighteen to one still. Yeah. And offensive rookie of the year went from minus one thousand to minus twenty five hundred. I think it's with at this point that, that it would be a shocking twist of events for someone else to steal that award.
1: All right. Speaking of one MVP candidate, let's go to another one. A young man by the name of Russell Wilson. <laughs> He's Sean Payton's MVP. Let's, let's start there. Um, terrible last year. Cost Nathaniel Hackett his job. And I was actually revisiting the Nathaniel Haggett hire, and I forgot that it was the whole Aaron Rodgers, please come to Denver thing that didn't work out, and then everything went sideways. Russ was plan B or whatever you want to call it. That didn't work out. Sean Payton appears to have gotten the best out of Russ. They're in the playoff picture. (laughs) They're 5-5, and somehow the same records as the Colts and your Cincinnati Bengals, Breach. So, Breach, I'll ask you, it feels like this team is built to win in the same way that the Steelers and the Browns are, but with a little more upside on offense. Sean Payton's managing Russ Wilson, who makes a ton of money to be a game manager at this point, but it's working. He's only has four turnovers, four uh, interceptions, excuse me. Throwing YOLO jump balls to Cortland Sutton, who's making plays in the end zone two weeks in a row to help to win those games. How do you feel about this Broncos team that's on the outside, just on the outside looking in? They're currently 10th, and can you win with Russ, and can you win with an opportunistic defense who is plus 11, I think, in their last four games? By the way, four wins over Green Bay. And they beat the Chiefs, then they beat the Bills, and now the Vikings, the last three wins over teams that each won 13 games last year, which is mind-boggling. That is mind-boggling. I mean, those are all good teams, but I I feel like what the
2: Broncos are doing is unsustainable. You can't average four turnovers a game uh, for the rest of the season, no matter how good your defense is. And, And I do think one of the other things that they have struggled with, even though they are on the longest winning streak in the NFL somehow, I have no idea how that is even possible. What are we on? What planet are we on? They can't run game. the ball
0: for for anything.
2: They can't run the ball, and they cannot stop the run. I mean, the Vikings ran for 175 yeah. yards.
0: <laughs> look like a, he looked like a ju- juiced-up Dalvin Cook, and then like Ty Chandler averaged 7.3 yards a carry. I mean, what are we doing here, guys? It, it, I, that's the thing. And so I just
2: feel like teams, it, they're going to go to a team that can run the ball. I don't know, maybe Cleveland uh, or the Texans, who have Singletary going back-to-back 100-yard games in the past couple weeks. And I just think teams like that are going to be able to run them over. But, I mean, hey, if you're a Broncos fan, it's one of those enjoy the ride. Broncos country, let's ride. ride. Because this is good. Their defense is playing great right now. Russell Wilson's playing smart, efficient football. I don't think anybody thought he was out there uh, throwing bombs. But he makes three or four great throws a game where you're just like, that's the old Fashion vintage Russell Wilson that we loved in Seattle. He threw did that with the Cortland Sutton touchdown. Does he, does he
0: look slower to you? Like just sort of like the way he like moves and yes. like he's just slower. It's really weird. I
2: have no what? idea how he's be, like good this year because he does absolutely slower. At the game-winning drive tonight, our Sunday night, he just it, four checkdowns to uh, Samaje Perine. You know that's how they got downfield, but he took what was given to him. So he's playing smart football, and the defense is playing really well. But I don't think. I don't just don't feel good about the Broncos play. They're
1: an in-the-way team for sure, but I think this is a moral victory for Broncos fans and that Sean Payton has at least been able to get something out of Russ. And Russ, as a 33- or 34-year-old, still has training wheels on the bike, which is sort of weird. And he has training wheels on the back and the front of the bicycle because Sean Payton does not trust him to breach his point. He does look slower. (laughs) He looks like he's thinking about a lot of things. Last week against the Bills, they had that zero blitz at the end of the game, and he didn't know what to do. And Sean McDermott dialed it up again, and then Russ just throws a yellow ball that gets the DPI that keeps the drive alive, and they end up winning that football game. It's not sustainable, but they're finding ways to win ugly, again, like the Steelers and like the Browns. And you can sort of live on that, but once you get to January, things get a little, little harder to pull off. By
0: the way, that, So they play the Browns, as Breach noted, next week at home. And we talked about that. But then they're at Houston, at the Chargers, and that's never really an away game, but you're still bouncing around the country. And then at the Lions, three straight road games in December is tough, even if all three of those are indoors and you want to deal with the conditions per se to close with the Patriots, Chargers, and at the Raiders. So I think the playoffs are not out of the question, but I don't think it's likely when you start gazing at that schedule. All right, boys, let's
1: take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about producer Harry's team and why Jalen Ramsey
3: should be the MVP. Right for this. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, Aiden O'Connell's mustache was not
1: enough to overtake the Miami Dolphins. In South Florida, this is the funnest fact of all, boys. The Dolphins with Tua and Mike McDaniel are 7-0 with the CBS game crew of Kevin Harlan, Trent Green, and Melanie <laughs> Collins dating back to last season. Really? Uh, this, team, this team is unstoppable at home. They dropped a 70-burger on the aforementioned Broncos. Their biggest issue, as producer Harry will tell you, is playing teams with winning records. But, Brenton, I think you're up. They have Jalen back. Two interceptions on Sunday. I think he has three now. Producer here, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Since returning from the knee injury that sidelined him for the early part of the season, Vic Fangio you know, dialing up crazies. Can this team now win against teams that have winning records? Which is going to be an issue they face
0: in the playoffs. By, by the way, I just want to point out too that, um, and this is tangentially related to the Dolphins. Get out of here! Um, what, no, in it's the, the post game, board. <laughs> in, the, in the in the post game with uh, Melissa Stark. Um, Russell was asked, like he's like, you know, we, we tell you talk about this game. And he's like, look, our defense has just been incredible. He goes, ever since that game, or like he's phrased it in some way, <laughs> he was referring to the seventy bomb that the Dolphins dropped on the Broncos, but he like didn't want to say. Ever since we got seventy points scored on us, yeah, I mean, I think, um, but to the point about Miami, they are. I I don't know, man. I, I, I like I you watch them play and you're like, this team could score at any moment on anybody. You're like, and by, and by the way, Tyreek Hill at home, incredible. Lowest production at home this year, week eight against New England, 112 yards and a touchdown. He had 10 catches, 146 yards, and a score, which means that for the season now against old AFC West. Divisional opponents, the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders. Tyreek Hill is going to finish with 30 catches. If, yeah, yeah, 30 catches for 518 yards and four touchdowns in three games. That is outrageous what he's done against those, those old opponents. Um he got a little banged up. David Devin Achen came back and he got banged up as well. He had one carry. And I believe a catch for four yards didn't do much. They they were obviously going to be careful with him after that IR stint. I'm not going to read too much into the defense holding Aiden O'Connell to 13 points. They did give up, you know, a huge bomb to uh, Devontae Adams, 46 yards. Great throw from O'Connell early in that game. I, I do believe that maybe sort of similar to Brian Flores in Minnesota, where there was an adjustment period to a totally new defense. For, frankly, a bunch of guys. You know, Bradley Chubb came over last year midseason via trade. Jalen Ramsey acquired this offseason. You have a lot of stars being incorporated there. There's a ton of talent on this defense. Um, I think they can get – I think that it's possible that they play really good defense down the stretch because they're getting used to Vic Fangio's defense. They get Jalen Ramsey back. And that this Dolphins team uh, is a threat potentially to – I don't know if it's a threat to get the number one seed because they, they already have that loss against the Chiefs and the Bills, but the Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets again, Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills to close. I, I don't see why the Dolphins won't finish with 11-plus wins.
1: So, Breach, they're fourth currently in the AFC. They're top their division, of course. Uh, I don't think they're getting the f- number one seed. You can you can argue differently if you want, but I want to get a sense on the breach of meter how far – into the January football, can this team play given that they struggle against teams that win more than they lose?
2: Uh, well, since every team in the playoffs is probably gonna have a winning <laughs> record in the AFC, that's uh like gigantic problem. Yeah, dolphins fans should be cheering for the Steelers to make it. I, I mean, look, you could convince me this team's gonna win the Super Bowl. You could also convince me that this team is gonna lose the wild card round, right. uh, because they only score nine points, and everybody's wondering how this offense totally imploded. I mean. If the if the playoffs started tomorrow, we'd have Dolphins Browns in the wild card round. That would I, I be mean, spicy as hell. That would be spicy, and I'm not sure how Miami would do against Cleveland's defense. So I, it'd I, be I Miami a though. Color they, combination they too. It would be, but it's it just it definitely is a concern that this team still hasn't beaten a team with a winning record. I think when you see the second half of this game, as good as the defense played. Uh, what you guys mentioned, the bigger concern to me was that the Dolphins couldn't put the Raiders away. They were up yeah. twenty to thirteen. They had three different possessions where a field goal would have put the game away. Because you go up two scores, you go up double digits. What did they do with those three possessions? Three and out, three and out, five plays and punt. I, I mean, they just couldn't do anything. And I know that Tyreek Kill was a little bit banged up, and they're dealing with a couple injuries. But you know, the injury situation. Doesn't get better as the season no. goes on; you just get more beat up. So, to answer your question, Wilson, I would be slightly concerned if I was a Dolphins fan. And no, I'm not directly talking to Bruce or Harry, but you guys
0: might win the Super Bowl. But also, Bowl. I also I don't felt, know. felt like, and I don't know if this is related to an inability to run the ball because Josh Jacobs had 14 carries for 39 yards, 2.8 yards per carry, not good. But I mean, the last two weeks against the Jets and the Giants. They were like, we're giving Josh Jacobs, I mean, like 30 carries a game. And this week they really got away from it. Aiden O'Connell passed the ball 41 times. Like if Aiden O'Connell is throwing the football 41 times, your defense is going to look really, really good. So like, that's, that's why, like, I don't, I think everything about Vic Fangio, Jalen Ramsey, my boy, Bradley Chubb, like Jalen Phillips had a great game. Like They were swarming Aiden O'Connell. Everything about it makes sense that this defense could be really, really good, but I just have a hard time. Like If you make Aiden O'Connell throw 41 times, any defense is going to look good.
1: All right, one-word answer. Who wins the division? Buffalo or Miami? Dolphins. Reach? Dolphins. All right, well, they fired Ken Dorsey, so I thought it was going to fix everything. All right, moving on. Jesus. Going to the Pacific Northwest. And I know this is uh, Brent's wheelhouse, so he can save up for this because I want to come to... Breach first, because this game could have been decided by Jason Myers' leg. He made a 54-yarder earlier, honked a 55-yarder to end it, just missed it. I think it came up a little short and right. Eugene Cyril Smith III had to leave the game with what looked like an elbow injury. It was wrapped heavily. It turns out that Drew Locke still is not very good. Gino came back in for the final drive, moved the ball pretty well, three of four on that final drive, and set up the 55-yarder breach. Uh, producer Harry asks, because I can never speak ill of Eugene Cyril Smith III, the Seahawks are froze or are the Rams actually playoff contenders? Because the Rams, as we sit here, are the ninth seed in the NFC, uh, three spots behind the Seattle Seahawks, who are now 6-4. I don't think the Seahawks
2: are frauds. I think they are an interesting team, and it, it, the Rams are just a horrible matchup. For some reason, they cannot beat <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams. They have now been swept by the Rams, but but you look at the teams that they've lost to. They lost to the Bengals when that small span, when the Bengals were good, that really tiny window uh, this season, preach, they preach. Got, it's,
0: oh, it's over, man. It's
2: over. <laughs> They got smoked just, by the Ravens, but, but they've beaten some good teams. They beat the Browns, they beat the Lions, so they've got some good wins on their resume. It's not like they're a team that can't beat teams with winning records. So, I attribute this loss specifically to the fact that uh, Geno Smith missed pretty much the entire fourth quarter, except for the final minute. Uh, the Seahawks only had 87 yards in the second half, they couldn't move the ball at all. And then the defense, for whatever reason, just decided. Oh, if Gino's out of the game, we're mentally out of the game because they gave up like 125 yards passing to Matthew Stafford in the fourth quarter. Uh, it, it was just kind of a total team meltdown. How many, how many yards?
0: How many yards per pass attempt did uh, did Drew Lock average in his little stint in this game? Uh, I, I believe the answer. I believe the answer is 0. .5 because yeah, he was six. he was two, two six us. for three yards with an, adding- with an interception
2: with an interception.
1: To to the question about whether the Rams are in the playoff hunt, Cooper Cup looked to be pretty banged up. He had to leave the game. He did not look happy about leaving the game, so that's also something to consider. Puka Nakua did pick up the slack as he often does when Cooper's not out there, but that's one of your best players not playing. Yeah,
0: but real quick, Ken- well, well, Kenneth Walker got hurt too, and Zach Charbonnet had to come in, and that that definitely hurt things for the for the Seahawks. But real quick with the
2: Seahawks, that Jason Myers was trying to fifty five yard field at the end of the game because Pete Carroll got uh, a little crazy. They had a chance to run at least one more play to get the ball closer, but instead they decided to milk the clock down, call a running play with no timeouts, and then spike it, uh, which just, like, 55 yards is not a gimme to any kicker in the world outside of Justin Tucker, and Justin Tucker does not play for Seahawks. <laughs> so done. you gotta, I just think that you gotta be smarter with that and try and get your kicker as close as possible. So it was just an all-around debauchery by the seahawks in the second
3: half
0: okay i'm curious just real quickly on the seahawks when when aaron donald hit geno smith what was your first thought ouch i his shoulder was was dislocated my my first immediate thought was i need to google that that youtube clip from week one where he's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and i did and then i was like i also was like man geno smith might be dead." Like, if that's Can't the end him. for you, if that's the end for Eugene Terrell-Smith III, I'm very no, sad. Don't write him off. Matthew Stafford, took, Matthew Stafford took a big hit as well in this game. Um, was Um Stayed down for a little bit. Came back in. D- I mean, like, you can say whatever you want about Matthew Stafford. Dude is tough as nails. Like, he might be the toughest player in the NFL. I've never seen anybody, like, deal with, like, deal with, like, the level of injury that he deals with. Um, and not say a word about it only to leak it out after the season's over uh, more than, than Matthew Stafford does. And I think it's actually Sean McVay leaks it out. Nevertheless. Um, Credit to
1: you for telling that story while leaving your shirt on. That's, that's progress.
0: I could I could take this shirt off and like First few time few for seconds.
1: everything. First time for everything. Uh,
2: it's a 17... Brinson buys, buys Hulk Hogan brand shirts that you can just tear oh, off. That's how he impresses the ladies.
0: So, so do you enough, want to make a
1: case we, for this? Uh, this oddly enough, I
0: have a koozie back here that says, keep calm and rip shirt. That's Shout out to break. my buddy Zeke, who uh, who's notorious for actually ripping his shirt off.
1: Everyone drink.
0: Princeton just All mentioned Robbie, Zeke. you're getting you're getting covered up by Zeke by Zeke's.
1: Um, Can you make a case for the Rams being playoff teams, or are we? Or is that ship sailed?
0: Absolutely. Why Why would As- the Rams not be? Me? I mean, the uh-huh. Rams are the, the the NFC is wide open at the bottom. The Rams are four and six. The Vikings just fell to six and five. The Rams have a sweep. So they have the tiebreaker over Seattle, who's at six and four, just two games up on them, and they have what I wouldn't call an easy schedule, but it's not an impossible schedule. Cardinals next week at Arizona, obviously a must-win game. You get to five and six. You have the other Browns at home. They're going to be starting Dorian Thompson, DTR. Right. There's are two tough games. Why don't dude, dude, every game in the NFL is tough? But like you're getting, you're getting, the, you're getting a, the Browns team it's that. That's not
3: tough. Yeah, that Panthers to are not was, tough. That's fair. That's a home uh, at
0: game. Baltimore, that's probably a loss. They have the Washington, the Saints, the Giants. If you, you beat the Cardinals, Washington, the Saints, and the Giants, which the Rams should do.
1: I don't know, man. Tommy DeVito has more touchdown passes than Daniel Jones and Kenny Pickett combined.
0: But that's great. But that, those are four games they should win. You steal against Cleveland, and you hope San Francisco is resting their players at the end. Like... I don't. I think nine. Win, I don't, I don't think nine wins is like definitely off the table for getting you into the playoffs in the NFC. Although it's probably going to require ten. All
2: right. And well, and the flip side of that, real quick, is that the Seahawks might not get to nine wins. I know they are six and four, but here are their next four games. And you guys, and you say no, no, what no, no, you call record. you said it, you said it last week, and I was like, last what are you week. talking about now like, oh. now, the, now the Rams games out of the way. Just we won't even talk about. it. Just tell me what you think the record will next be in the next four, four games, games. Yeah. with Geno Smith banged up and possibly not playing, even though they have. Two games in the next 10 days. Uh 49ers, Cowboys,
0: 49ers, Eagles. What's the four, runner?
1: Four and oh. Next question.
0: I mean, th- they might be they might be six and seven. I think they'll win one of the 49ers games, just because it's like divisional battle. Um it's at Dallas, too. Like I think two and two is a two and two is a massive win for the Seahawks over those four games. I was just trying to help your your Rams point, Brenton. All right, we
1: have time. It, we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. Producer Harry says, onward and upward, onward or in this upward. case, forward and downward, because we're going to talk about the old Washington Commandos. Poor oh, thank God. We cut, cut a cut kind like, of
0: cut cut thrilling NFC West segment short to talk about commanders and Sam Brent's Samantha face. Howell.
1: Yeah, things are not going well in uh, the greater D.C. area. And uh Bruce Harry's point is that it's not a matter of when, or it's a matter of when, not if, when it comes to Ron Rivera holding on to his job. New ownership. uh It's funny because Sam, it's not funny for Sam Howell, but he holds like the, he, he's thrown for the millions of yards, millions of completions, millions of sacks. Like he, he has every lead in every category, some good, a lot of them bad. This offense is a hot mess. They got Tommy devito which is a phrase that didn't exist until a few hours ago. You cannot, under any circumstances, lose to Tommy DeVito. Big day for Tommy DeVito. He had to leave Syracuse to go to Illinois to play football. Dino Babers got fired today as a Syracuse coach taking the deep cut there. But uh, breach, I think you're up. Maybe uh, breach, know. Dino. Dino. Do you agree with Bruce and Harry that it's a matter it's a matter of when and not if for for Ron Rivera? And uh, is this a Bill Belichick situation once they replace him in New England with Mike Brabel?
2: I will say that every time I see Magic Johnson send out a negative tweet, <laughs> uh, I feel like Ron Rivera is one hour closer to hey, not even hey, days Breach, anymore, One hour closer to getting fired. Breach,
0: Breach, I have a trivia question for you. Can you name the only team in NFL history to lose to Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito in the same season? <laughs> oh my god is it the commanders (laughs) yeah they got swept by the giants who didn't have their starting quarterback this year the giants are two and five and they're only two or they is that right no no no. they were two and five when they beat the they beat him in week 10. so the giants are have two wins right they have three wins two and oh against commanders one and eight against everyone else yeah like ron right dude ron Rivera is about to be the first coach to ever be fired by two consecutive owners new owners following an ownership Uh, a scandal where the owner was forced to sell Uh, it's, but they won't, I don't think they'll do it mid season. Well, here was magic's tweet from today.
2: Wow. Exclamation point. (laughs) My Washington (laughs) commanders turned the ball over six times today and gave the giants 24 points off turnovers. We lost 31 19. Uh, That sounds like someone who is not happy about what just happened. And the thing is, they lost even though they had nine sacks. They were the first team since 1984 to lose a game by double digits That's where awesome. they had nine sacks. Like, awesome i doing that? the impossible here. So,
1: so I, Breach, I do, let me I ask you this. I don't think he's going to make it through the season. This is like you getting a... An email from your boss that says, "Wow!" exclamation point. You had twenty-seven mistakes in your article. Uh, we cannot let
0: this go on. That's a clear sign. That's that what it feels gonna,
1: like, right? Something's going to have to change, and it most likely, no, I mean, the person.
0: Just to be clear. Magic tweets like that all the time. Like that's just how
1: Magic tweets. Oh, like, is that how Ron Rivera sleeps at night? Oh, don't worry about it. He tweets like that all the time. I'm fine. We get nine Ron, sacks the, and Ron lose Ron, by double digits.
0: Ron Rivera came into the season knowing that he was. Had to make the playoffs, or he was gonna get fired, I think. And now he's four and seven, he's one game up on the Giants after being swept by the Giants again. Tyrod Taylor and an undrafted free agent, Tommy DeVito, arguably the worst quarterback in football right now. Um, Sam Howell is still uh, throwing a bunch of backbreaking picks. Can you
1: pick up like a word? But go ahead, I would can take Tommy it? DeVito. We were going down the list of quarterbacks, I would take I would have traded for Zach Wilson today to come play. For the Steelers, that's how bad things have gotten.
0: Good lord! Um, so Tommy DeVito threw two touchdowns. Give the man his. What do the kids say? Flowers. Look, I, look. You when you pay multiple billions of dollars for a professional sports franchise, you're allowed to move on from the coach. And Ron Rivera is not giving uh, you Josh said, Taylor. You saying, wow, isn't there anything to be worried about. I, I think he was. He, I, I would be stunned if the guy, the guys who took over for Dan Snyder, fired a coach mid-season in their first. No, not year. mid-season. But let me ask you something. Come January fifteenth, he's the coach of the Commandos? I mean, it, what's what's Black? Whatever Black Monday is, Ron Rivera is getting it is getting. It's the eight a.m. press release special, like get, like Fire the Emergency Podcast right now. Go ahead, Harry. Create the stream yard link for the eight a.m. Ron Rivera's Fired mo- Monday Morning Emergency Podcast. It's happening.
1: Yeah, I think we all agree on that. I don't think it's going to happen in-season. Breach, you're not an in-season advocate, are you? Uh, oh boy. Yeah, boy.
2: Let me just say they're 4-7. and seven. <laughs> Their next two games are against the Cowboys and Dolphins, and then they go into a bye week.
1: Oh, uh, I'm
2: feeling 4-9 and nine going into that bye week, and why not just tear the Band-Aid off?
1: So what if they lose by a combined 50 points going into the bye week? Do you have to fire Ron Rivera then? It could be 40-10. Yes. to 10. It could be 25. 25, you can – Matching up, don't
0: you? But don't you think it's like a weird thing to fire? Wait, did David Tepper fire? One thing NFL owners are not is weird. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Did David Tepper give Ron Rivera a year and then fired him midway, midway through the season his second year, right?
1: I don't. know. David Tepper fires and hires so many people, it's hard to keep up. I, I'm fine with keeping them through the year. I think I agree. It doesn't make sense to fire someone in the middle of the season unless things have gone incredibly sideways, like Josh McDaniels. That actually makes sense. Yeah! Shout out to Antonio Pierce for having that team play hard, even though they lost in, in South Florida today. I, I just think
0: I just think you like you're replacing Dan Snyder, and you were going to be able to have like this is an attractive job now this offseason because it's Washington. You're going to have a high pick. Uh, it's a great market. There's rumors about Bill Belichick. You don't want to no. like fire a guy like Ron Rivera, who's notoriously like a good person uh, in the middle of season that's not been, anyone from taking nice the season. Nice guys finish last.
1: Yeah, last breach.
0: If you fire somebody mid-season, it, it, it can turn candidates off. Okay.
1: Breach, Brinson has spoken. All right. Do not fire Ron Rivera. Josh
0: McDaniels wouldn't get fired. So. Yeah.
1: All right, Harry. Let's take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to end this bad boy with some talk about my favorite lovable losers, the old Los Angeles Superchargers, right for this. Uh, I had said several points during this Chargers-Packers game. I said, if Brandon Staley finds a way to charger this thing up, I would be surprised if he gets fired to follow up on the conversation we had before the break. It's not going to happen. He was incredibly fired up during his press conference. He got – do not ask him any questions except the questions that are on the acceptable list, and those questions uh, have nothing to do with football. Uh, It has to do with personal pastimes and and hobbies that include (laughs) hiking and long walks on the beach. So, Brinson, I'll ask you this. How do you lose to a Packers team that spent the first 10 weeks of the season not able to score points in the first half? And you let Jordan Love play like he's Aaron Rodgers. And then you have every wide receiver uh, under contract for the Chargers dropping every pass during in their direction, including, geez, oh, pizza, Quentin Johnson, please catch a pass late in the game. And you find yourself losers yet again,
0: four six. It's like, hey, uh, Brandon, just curious. Um, you are a defensive coach. Do not ask. Okay. Do not talk about the defense. Hey, Brandon, what did you think about Jaden Reed averaging 15.3 yards per carry for the Packers and someone named Devontae Wicks leading the Packers in receiving yards, while also Jordan Love having his first career 300-yard passing game, uh, going 27-40 of for 322 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, and a 108.5 pass rating, despite generally looking like one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL over the previous month. Uh, Just curious your thoughts on that, Brandon.
1: If I were Brandon, I would say uh, his name is Dontavious Wicks. Next question. <laughs> that that That's actually, the one thing
0: that bugs me about NFL uh, Jesus is like that. It's like the,
1: the, you have to go look it up somewhere else because they don't give it's you the like,
0: I, I can't remember Wicks' first name. Gone. on. Um, no,
1: fair enough. He was a day three pick. I get it. Um, Aaron, Aaron
0: Aaron Jones got hurt. Jordan Love has been awful for weeks. I, it's inexplicable. Justin Herbert's the Chargers' leading rusher. Well, was, Eckler was, fell
1: down and then fumbled the ball in the red zone. That's one thing that happened. Everyone and their brother dropped Pat Keenan Allen dropped a ball that hit him right in the face. It looked literally like Joey
0: Bosa carted off and, and was crying hit him
1: in the chest. It looked like the sun may have actually been in his eyes breach. but it's Keenan Allen. Catch the ball.
2: The, well, the drop started on their very first drive on a fourth down when, again, Justin Herbert threw a perfect pass to one Donald Barham drop. Mm. And uh, you mentioned the Johnson drop at the end of the game. The Keenan Allen drop. Uh, Austin Eckler fumbled inside the five-yard After line. Falling <laughs> After falling down. After that, falling down. That's a touch. At minimum, you're getting a field goal there if you don't get the touchdown. So uh, I just, at this point, is Staley a dead man walking? I mean, if they don't make yes. the
1: playoffs, he's probably gone too. So Oh, I'm making the playoffs. What's a breach spot? Four and six. What do you it's mean? A a breach spot in the playoffs for the Chargers.
0: I mean, it's not high.
1: Would you rather make the playoffs and get Jaguars or just miss the playoffs altogether and just rip the band-aid off, as we like to say?
0: Chargers are at eleven percent on the upshots odds uh, odds of making the playoffs. Yeah, that's because okay. they're four and six and they play the Ravens next.
1: Yeah. All right. Good luck. <laughs> <with the laughs> um, Does Staley make it through the season? You just said he has to. It would be a bad look, because that's a great job.
0: I think I think he no, does. I said, that, I said that new ownership in their first year, it would be unusual. Brandon Staley, not as unusual.
1: You hate him so much. I love Brandon Staley. He'll be fine.
2: I don't I like don't, the fireman really because the Spanish family's too cheap to pay off. Yeah, that's
1: contract. a good point.
0: Now, um, interestingly, they have the Ravens first. I, I agree with that, too. I think that the Spanish are too cheap. Um, then they're at the Patriots. Bill Belichick was linked a lot. Gary Myers of... of uh, with the New York Daily News or formerly the New uh, York Daily News? I'm
1: signed because can we please quit talking about Bill Belichick, who's eight hundred and fifty three years old about getting some job and saving some organization? What's your what's is he
0: going to the Chargers? It'll be, be the, the only coming? thing we're talking about this offseason if Belichick changes jobs, buddy. So get used to it.
1: I don't think so. I mean there's so many good candidates. Would you rather have Bill Belichick or Ben Johnson coaching the Justin Herbert Chargers? I mean
0: Bill Belichick because he's won six Super Bowls.
1: Breach who
2: would you hey,
0: if you give him Justin Herbert, I feel a little bit better. I, I do. Game.
2: I would probably take Belichick because I think if why? That team, okay, if that explain to me why. A, because if that team had a great defense, then they could win a Super Bowl. And they're and I'm not sure Ben Johnson's putting that great defense together.
0: Super tan Belichick, in like like a like a like a, like a surfer style Chargers cut off hoodie, like rolling up points. Come on, mm, baby, let's you go. Guys love McDaniel's o- McDaniel's is the OC in, yeah, in the now. You're talking, Brenton. Against the two teams that have fired him like twice a year, let's go. It was it's revenge like, game,
2: city. It's like when Phil Jackson went from Michael Jordan to getting Kobe and Shaq. Man, it's like it, yes. it's Belichick
0: goes out west. He gets his I'm Herbert. Sure. He's got his quarterback. He builds the defense. He wins Super Bowl. Phil just, just knew when to walk up. away. And Belichick didn't know. Belichick thought it was him and not Brady as opposed to the combination.
1: I don't. I don't get it. Like Bel, I love old people because I'm in the same you know AARP class as Bill Belichick. But let's be real. I mean.
0: All right. You're like Ben Johnson. Like Ben Johnson's a great offensive coordinator. You have no Bill Belichick orchestrated the greatest dynasty in sports history. Did he? And or did
1: Tom Brady? Ooh. Well.
0: He, he got his quarter. He got his quarterback. <laughs> at that, and it worked out. Breach, I stumped them. <laughs> no, you give him. You give him Justin Herbert, and not your boy Mac Jones, and maybe he'll win some games. Man,
1: they ruined Mac. That's the reality. All right, moving on. Let's talk about the AFC and NFC playoff pictures, right quick here, and then we'll hit our MVPs and get out, y'all. Ya. right, Brinson, let's start in the American Football Conference. We've sort of hit on it as we got through this process here. Let's let's do this. So so we we know the teams here. Um, Kansas City, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami, Cleveland, Houston, Pittsburgh in order. Give me two teams, or as many teams as you want, most likely to fall out, and which teams you think are going to replace them, uh, somewhere between four and seven.
0: So, I think Pittsburgh and Buffalo end up flip-flopping. Pittsburgh out, I'll say Buffalo in. I'm, man, I want to say Denver jumps up and makes a run, but. They're the, just, they're the Steelers and the Browns. They're they're the same team. Except they play well, I the think team. they're going to replace one of the Steelers with the Browns. So uh, if I'm picking two teams to get... Uh, you can pick one or two, whichever one you want. Well, I think I think the... I read about this um, for CBSports.com, but I think... Well, I want to pick Houston. Houston's already in, so that would be weird. But like Houston to replace Jacksonville with the four seed. Okay. I, I think Jacksonville might be set to go on a tear and win a bunch of games. Like so they were getting year. replaced
1: by Houston or not?
0: No, 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 no. That's why I'm not going to do that. I think Jacksonville has, I think Jacksonville can take the one seed. I think that's a sneaky, sneaky situation. Uh, Baltimore would move to the one seed if Kansas City loses on Monday night. Just worth noting. I think Buffalo finds a way to get in. And I will say that Denver finds a way to get in as well. And falling out, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Jeez, oh, what? You didn't, hear,
1: you didn't hear Breach talk about Cleveland. Breach, who is your
0: one? 100% one Brenton. That means it's a guaranteed lock. <laughs> The Browns, the Browns are it's starting a rookie though. in DTR, and the, and the Steelers are starting the the combination of Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada. Well, yeah, but what's rough,
1: happening rough is DTR, but worse. So, I think right. that's the,
2: the issue. is going to wake up to seven text messages tomorrow from Ken Carmen demanding that Prince out on Ken, out. Ken Carmen.
0: Love Ken it's Carmen.
2: Explaining why the Browns aren't going to make the playoffs. You He's know I give
0: him two teams. You picked two, buddy of the AFC. Well, you're that's buddy. what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do, and then you can make fun of
2: my team and say there's a hundred percent chance they're going to make it, even though you're not going to agree with that on mine. Uh, I am going to say the Browns get in because obviously I said they have a hundred percent chance of making it. Browns are in. Uh, I'm going to put the Texans in six and four. I just feel like there is. You're just picking one team, then. Well, and can I get to my seventh seed?
1: <laughs> Go for it.
2: My seventh seed is not the Buffalo Bills. Is that who you had? Yes,
1: who we had. Yep. It is not Ryan's oh, no.
2: Pittsburgh Steelers. It can't be
1: Gardner Minshew, can it? It's Gardner <laughs> Minshew.
2: I got the Colts
0: getting the seventh seed. Third
2: round pick, Gardner Minshew. Wow. Uh, here's what I would say. The Colts have the second easiest remaining schedule in well, the AFC. So you A- have three AFC South teams getting in. Uh, I do have three AFC South teams getting in. And Colts are at nineteen percent on the upshot, by the way. Colts five and five next four games are the Buccaneers, the Titans, uh, the Jake Browning Bengals and Wilson Steelers. I mean
1: Three and one worst case.
2: <laughs> if they go three and one, there they're sitting at eight and six, and they're feeling real good about themselves going in the last three games. So, uh, so Renson,
1: put some money on respect. Shane, second coach of the year, because Breach has called it, and he is coach. A the, coach it, year. We,
0: it's a, a topic for maybe maybe uh, marking down for the Wednesday pod, uh, Harry. But coach of the year is really really interesting in terms of who could end up winning it this year. Also interesting, the National Football Conference. Uh, Breach, will come wait, well, you. who's
1: your who's your wild card slots real quick? Go. Oh yeah. Uh Jesus, a pizza. I, I think it's the Bills. Uh this they're going to get the dead. I got to tell
0: dinner. you the the Steelers have four or five winnable games on the schedule. Yeah, they here. just had
1: one on Sunday. They're going to lose to Jake Brownie next week. It it's over. All right, the let's to the possible, I don't want them. to talk about the Steelers. They're wasting oxygen. <laughs> All right, Breach, you, you got uh, Seattle and Minnesota at six and seven. They're both reeling a little bit. Do you want to replace them? Stay with them? Switch something else up? The the NFC South is sort of wide open. Five and five for the Saints. Two other teams at four and six in Tampa Bay and Atlanta. They're going back to Des Ritter.
0: What are you doing? I before before Breach gives his picks because he's going to filibuster while so he tries to figure it out. I have a hot take. Oh, I AOC. love hot takes. I say that three of the current NFC playoff teams miss the postseason. All right. Ooh. Let's see what
1: Breach says. If he agrees with you or uh, Breachbot disagrees, I think
2: you were going to say the Saints don't get in and two of the wild card teams. Okay. And great those job. two aren't.
0: Great, I'm great Sherlock that's Not the
2: Cowboys.
1: Game. Well, he's going to 100% <laughs> say the Rams, so we know that's one of them, which is. All right. No,
2: I think the teams that are currently in front in the division Eagles, Lions, Fortnite, Saints all make it. I think the Cowboys make it at five. I hate that. The, eighth seed and below of four
0: wins they're just so far behind green Bay Um, Bay was on a graphic for top five picks in the draft i saw before this week and now they're the eighth seed in the nfc
1: and by the way just so on the record here bryce young and the carolina panthers are not out of it yet so keep that in mind they are not they're not out of it i mean i just wanted to make that joke so breach what are you doing let's go got things to do, man. You know what? The Falcons, I don't
2: believe play a single team for the rest of the season above 500.
1: I hope you're going to say they don't play another game the rest of the year, in which case <laughs> that, that might be their best chance of getting in.
2: So that they have what? They have seven games left. None of the teams are above 500. So
0: I'm going to say the Falcons sneak in. Yep.
1: That's
2: who's going to
0: Falcons. I think the Falcons win the division or worse Hold on, I'm hear, who's
1: guard. dropping outs breach for the Falcons to get in. Uh, the
2: Vikings. Oh, so Dude, do you think the Seahawks in the are NFC? missing no. the playoffs too? I'm torn on
0: the sea. I'm gonna keep the Seahawks in for now. All right, go ahead, Brenson. I would say Falcons in, Saints out, Seattle out, Rams in. Oh, Gosh, so predictable. And Minnesota out, Carolina in. So quickly. Excuse <laughs> me about that one.
1: Just to, to circle back to our August bowl predictions, Brinson had the Falcons with the most wins in the NFL, so they have to get into the playoffs and then get, get on a tear, as he likes to say. Uh, Stafford receives at least one MVP vote. He's been lobbying P. Prisco to make that happen to make these uh, dreams come true. But the Falcons, excuse me, the Rams getting to the playoffs would certainly help that. Uh, in terms of the playoffs did, and the NFC, did for Brees me. Have
0: all four of the AFC North teams making in the playoffs bowl prediction. No, he had the Steelers shopping out. He ain't crazy. No, before so. the season. Somebody had yeah,
2: them. and and last it week looked really good except all help
0: broke was it looked like a
2: brilliant prediction.
1: Yeah. Oh boy, you I'm can't throw a
2: pre- a prediction that got injury derailed in my face.
1: Uh, I'll just mention this quickly, and then we'll get to our, our MVPs. But Breach's bowl both predictions before the season. Miami finishes in last in the AFC East, Ugh. and breach had the Titans winning the AFC South.
0: Okay. We're due for a good. Super Bowl draft, by the way. Super oh, we got draft. it. Let's do that.
1: I'm gonna do right it. Uh, let's do it before. No, not
0: right, no, not right now.
1: Harry let's do it, uh, it during Super Bowl week. That that's. Jim no,
0: let's do it. We should do, do it. it, uh, the we'll, things, do it so. we'll do it yeah, oh, we'll, we'll do, do it. Yeah, we'll be doing the Tuesday show with Pete when Pete shows up late. Yeah. we'll just start early. and Do that then.
1: All right. In the meantime, uh, Brentson, you have your Brinson VP ready, or do you want Breach to go first?
0: Um. Yeah. I'll go. Uh, I'll go first. Go for it. And Brinson, I will uh, Brinson, say that what do you, what do you think about yours. The Brinson VP is uh. <laughs> it's Duran Bland, right? Deron Bland. Yeah, you got it. Deron Bland for the D- Dallas Cowboys. Four pick sixes on the season. That is wild. And
1: no Trevon Diggs. Sh- he's doing it.
0: I know. Also, shout out to uh, Tony Pollard scoring a touchdown for the first time since week one. My fantasy team appreciates you, as does my fantasy team appreciate Duron Bland. We have Tony Pollard to the Cowboys defense. Quite a stack going there. Dak um, Prescott efficient in this game, not explosive, just in Cowboys putting on the road and just Panthers got kind of close there and then they just kind of turned the ratchet up a bit. But uh, De'Ron Bland making plays all over the place and uh, you'd love to see it.
1: Breach last week. We had six kickers with game winning kicks this week. Not so much. Are you going special teams or are you going another direction?
2: I thought about going special teams. and I'm going with Brinson's best friend, Brock Purdy. Mm. The man had, had a, a
1: perfect
2: QB rating of 158.3. That is almost unheard of. You think of all the quarterbacking history that the 49ers have had with Joe Montana, with Steve Young. This has only happened one other time, and it was with Montana. eighty nine. Well, two other times. Uh, <laughs> Steve Young and Montana both did it in 89, but uh, Steve Young came in relief and only threw 12 passes in the game. So we don't. Even, if you want to count just starting quarterbacks, Montana – and Brock Purdy, that is a hell of a club to be in. So great game, Brock Purdy.
0: You're my breach BP. Uh, by I'm the way, Buccaneers, go... Buccaneers defense—they <laughs> have given up. So they've given up that game to Purdy, and then that CJ Stroud record game. I mean, they are bad against the pass. Yeah,
1: they're they're struggling for sure. Uh, by the way, Brock Purdy is five and one against former first round picks at quarterback. Most recently. And the only loss is to uh, Joe Burrow, who uh, only has one hand now, unfortunately. All right.
0: I'm going back to Cleveland
1: Cleveland and give Dorian Thompson Robinson my MVP because huge win, got benched after the rough performance against the Ravens early on in the season. P.J. Walker played. Deshaun Watson came back. Deshaun Watson got hurt. P.J. Walker got to the bench and DTR came in and did what he was asked to do. Last drive, he had to throw the ball. He moved the ball down the field to set up that game when he kicked for Dustin Hopkins. And my honorable mention is Jalen Warren, who somehow is the best player on the Steelers' entire team, including TJ Watt right now. Nine carries for 129 on the Steelers' side. By the way, if you're running for 129, you get the ball nine times. That tells me you don't know what you're doing as a, as a play caller, but whatever. Shout out to DTR. Jalen Warren, enjoy the T-shirt. You've earned it. That is it.
0: Boys, that's a wrap
1: for week 11. Hey, over, under. On um, that you keep this thing going? Over.
0: No, to over under number of emergency podcast tomorrow.
1: Uh, I won't Point be i so I'll bang the over
0: for a fired coach, Frank Reich is who I'm staring
2: down at.
1: Uh, you just said that.
2: I'll take the under, but I'll be around.
1: All right. Well, that's it, y'all. And it's it's day. It's already Monday. So Princeton meant Tuesday. So that's
0: I'm going to take the under. Hey, Tuesday. you you had to wait an extra two minutes for me.
1: All right, week 11, Sunday Night Super Friends is in the books, boys. But don't worry, you can check out the Pick Six podcast all week on YouTube, NFL, and CBS, or wherever you get your audio podcast. In the meantime, thanks to all of you who hung out with us tonight. We appreciate you for Brendan, for Breach, for Breeser Harry. I'm Mr. Wilson. And by the way, hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving if we don't see you. Otherwise, we'll talk on Tuesday.
3: Gabble, gabble.